Welcome to Everyday Lies, a show about the dumbest and most terrible things that people actually believe in. And I'd like to include myself in that. <laughs> From folk logic and superstition to deeply held beliefs, creeds, and codes. From politics to mass marketing. Popular grifts, cons, and comforts. How many lies do you live by? So today I want to talk about another lie that is particularly stupid. And maybe one that I believed up until a few years ago. And I, I get that the show can come off like I'm making fun of other people and, and certain groups. Um, what I really want to make light of is the things that make it into our subconscious decision making. And I do that. And I can make fun of myself and say when I'm wrong. And most of the things that we go over on the show are something that I've had to realize personally. And I'm not making fun of anyone more than myself. <laughs> So I hope that you can join me, a humble mouth breather, breather and fumbler of punchlines, <laughs> to talk about the lives that we live by. And I would like to shout out to Hannah, Hannah Fullendorf, who was the counselor on the last episode that we did about thinness. Um, I feel like it was one of the import most important episodes I've ever done. So if you're tuning in now, please tune in to that one also and follow Hannah on TikTok. And I'd also like to shout out to my best friend today who did a TEDx uh, presentation on intersectionalism in environmental justice. And it's just, it's just so cool. But anyway, that's my best friend, y'all. Listen to the video. It'll, I'll actually put it in the, in the notes for, the, for this show so anyone can access it if they want. Um, the whole thing was amazing. So my, my guest today is actually from our our sister podcast. That's a weird way to put it. Um, weird rural cousin. <laughs> I'm the semi-weird rural cousin of this show. <laughs> Depends on where you're looking from. <laughs> which is Under the Pendulum podcast, which is hosted by um, Heather Weber, who sits here with me today. That's me. And Kate Weber, and also Chris Weber, who's the producer for both shows, That's and right. you can catch them all on that. What are your What are your handles, real quick, on on social media, so everybody can get down on that? Um, I on Instagram, I'm h dot n dot Thomas Heather W Thomas, and then um, Heather Thomas on Facebook, and uh, Kate is at Frothy Star Dog on Instagram, and Chris I think is at c w c Weber thirteen. Yeah. On Instagram and Chris Weber on Facebook, and all of our both of our shows have um, social media accounts as well under the Pendulum Podcast yep. and Everyday Lies. So please follow us. That's just kind of how things work now, and how you how you market things, right. whether any of us like it or not. So <laughs> please, please get that exposure, baby, if you can. Their show and mine. Please look it up. It's a, it's a good show. And feel free to leave five-star reviews on Apple Podcasts, everybody. That helps us out a lot. Oh, yes, please. Um, I recently found out how leaving reviews is important. Yes. I'm really bad at helps it. Helps get up the get up the charts. Yes. For so, sure. Uh, yeah, I have a big thanks to Hannah for putting me out there and, and more people being able to gain access to the show because of that. So please, if you if you do enjoy the show and you go on to their show and like that as well, please, please uh Take that little extra time just to hit that five star. That's right. That's the only type we accept, by the way. Five star. <laughs> and up. 
Yeah, you, you got a problem, you can email us. <laughs> Everyday last pod, like I'll listen. If you're going to send me hate mail, I'm not going to listen. I just like turn that off. I don't it care. It is fun to read, though. It's like when you've been on the internet as long as we have, you get five five sentences in and you just like know what's happening. Yep, you're like, like nah, whatever. Some, some asshole. <laughs> I'm not listening to you. We're not listening to any of you. So just like <laughs> nice people only. <laughs> So today I want to talk about another lie, um, of course, and uh, so she's here today because we talked about this originally together, just just having fun Shooting at, at your house. Yeah. Um, do you guys remember hearing that beaver anal gland abs or uh, ex- extract extract? I know words. It's okay. Abstract all- <laughs> was used in Blue Raspberry Jolly Ranchers. Abstract is actually probably a pretty good way to describe it. Abstract. I think it was a little subliminal. <laughs> Bled through a little bit. I'm sorry. <laughs> oh, so I don't know if this myth was just like around the Midwest because I don't know. It's not a myth. I've been reading up on it because, you know... Don't you know, every fifth person I've been talking to, I've been like, did you know? <laughs> I know. I know. I sent Heather out into the field to investigate yes. this for me. And no one knows. No one knew. I've got lots of looks of disgust. A lot of, huh, okay. And a lot of, okay, great, Heather. So anyway. <laughs> <laughs> did you get the ma'am? I don't know you. What are you talking about? <laughs> you know, if I've been... Was out and about more, which I haven't been too much. That's um, good. I'm sure. I, <laughs> I'm sure I would have gotten a whole lot of that, but <laughs> you know. And at the Whole Foods, being like, "Did you know?" <laughs> you know, just buying the raspberry ice cream on purpose so I can take it up to the checkout line and then start a conversation with the cashier that way. Oh yeah, and then pay but don't leave. Yes. <laughs> yes. Yes. Welcome to Colorado. Sure you want to move here? Are you sure, though? Yeah. yeah, I remember this because I used to love Blue Raspberry Jolly Ranchers. I loved Blue Raspberry Dairy Queen slushies. Oh, Oh, fuck. Oh, yeah. Blue Raspberry was my jam. Mine, too. So I remember, like, finding this out was weird. And yeah. I didn't know what to think about it. And I also like right. love animals. I'm like, you don't, you could have just used raspberries. You don't right. need this. Yeah. So, and you know, I actually like, we didn't have a computer with internet in my house. And you wouldn't believe how much difference that makes as a kid growing <laughs> oh, up. Oh, yeah, for sure. And I blame that on why I still remember, the, still remember it and kind of thought of this in the last few years. Well, up you, into the last few years. You know, when you told me about it, I wasn't. Really, all that bothered by it. I was like, oh, okay. Well, I'm still going to have blue raspberry stuff. I mean, but <laughs> the funny thing is, I don't know if you read this article as well about the lady that they, they spoke to a uh, a lady who dealt with beavers a lot. I, I think she was a conservationist, but she was talking about how she would like kind of lift the beaver. Oh, up. no, no, no. We have direct quotes from this lady. I I'm got so that. glad. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Because when we talked about that, I was like, oh, no, I'm saving this in my Google Oh, my Docs God. <laughs> because this woman is a national treasure, and we oh, yes. must quote her. Yes. So what is castorum? That's the uh, the excretion that comes from the particular gland, right? Yeah, yeah. I haven't looked into it or anything. <laughs> <laughs> 
<laughs> I didn't just tell her we're doing this, and she's like, uh, oh, oh, you want to, you want to what? <laughs> okay. She humored me. She humored me. So yeah, they they secrete it for marking territory, and it's you. It used to be put in some flavorings, and still used in some perfumes, although not popularly, because oh, as you would. So like your Victoria's Secret perfumes, the Bath and Body Works, like those. I think it would. So it's really expensive. Oh okay. So get, yeah, and we'll. And we'll it's a bad that. joke. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, Victor! God, I'm so stupid. No, this is what happens when no. you don't grow up with the internet. You don't understand Victoria's Secret jokes. Oh, they're just real bad. <laughs> I used to wear a Victoria's Secret body spray in high school called Love Spell. It smelled like fucking Fruit Loops. <laughs> like, and I thought it was just the awesomest, the awesomest, oh the most awesome body spray. And wouldn't you know? <laughs> It's still around because there's a girl that I work with. She walked by me one day and I smelled it. And like, of course, all the horror of, you know, ninth through 12th grade came flooding back into my mind as she walked by. I'm like, is that love spell? <laughs> She's like, yes, I love it. Nice. I was oh, like, my Great. oh, my anyway. God. Anyway. No, that's wonderful. It's <laughs> like how many Axe commercials have been ground into our memory of. Right. Of. Um, smell is the closest sense tied to memory. And that's... Oh. And they're like, make her remember you. And they're like, you don't really actually want to make me remember that you smell like Axe. Right. <laughs> it's the worst. It is kind and of... And in fact... It smells like a middle school hallway. Yes. It will never not. Right. Shit. And it, like, poorly masks sweat. And you know the men wearing masks wear, like, a half a bottle at a time. You know, because... And, and it's because they don't shower. That's true. Look at their hair. Is it under a hat? How mm. greasy is it? I'm just saying. I mean, that's, that's sexy. Middle school, middle school fuckboy energy. <laughs> <laughs> Wish a wannabe fuckboy. Let's Wanna, yeah, not, school, not get it twisted. Middle school wannabe <laughs> fuckboy energy. That's what Axe Body Spray is. Sponsor us, Axe. God. Yeah, right. We <laughs> love your products. For commercials. <laughs> this is how we get sponsored by Love Spell. That's right. <laughs> Shit talking Axe. <laughs> <laughs> okay so smells they're like so maybe that's a myth i didn't actually look that up i didn't mean to bring up the axe commercial oh not at all but anyway think of that as we go through here maybe it's true maybe it's not i'll let the listener decide and get back to us yes. if you have time to read those papers right now you should because they're hilarious <laughs> it would be pretty funny <laughs> okay so from npr the beaver scent glands contain hundreds of compounds, including ones that smell like honey, anise, and even raspberry. And at high concentrations, the mixture has an intense animal, musky, leathery odor. But at low concentrations, the bouquet is supposedly takes on a more subtle nuances. Mm -hmm. it's NPR. I'm trying to do NPR. <laughs> Um, <laughs> <laughs> that's a real, that's a wide separation, you know, musky, leathery to like bouquet, sweet and fruity. Yeah. Does this bouquet just, just mean scent in this scenario? I mean, I'm guessing so. It's like a bouquet of leathery flowers. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Maybe. I don't know. I now doubt the, the, the like use of this word. In well, this quote. I mean, bouquet could mean maybe like a. Amalg amalgamation of like 
nice smells like flowers and fruits and stuff like that. I don't know. I'm just guessing. They NPR make logic. it sound like an old man sitting in a leather chair, smoking a pipe and holding a fruitcake. That's, <laughs> that's like that's the scent that I'm getting in my in you my know? nose screens. You know, that, that's... the signals are sending to my brain. <laughs> it sounds painfully nice somehow. A cigar and some fruitcake. An old dude sitting in a leather chair. Yeah. Yeah. He's going to tell us a story. He is. He's going to read from a smelly old book. He's just waiting for his granddaughter to walk through that door so he could be like, I got you this fruitcake. She's been missing 20 years. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, no. (laughs) Sorry. Sorry, it's 2 a.m. inside to take you to a dark place. (laughs) Well, uh, on brand for me. We're friends. Yes. <laughs> Makes sense. Dark history podcast. So. Dark history. <laughs> so the next quote is the one that you brought up. Yes. It's from the wildlife ecologist Joanne Crawford. Is that a misprint? I'm sorry. I Crawford? Copied. It might be Crawford. I... We will make sure that her name is is known because this is too good yes. to go on. I and agree. I will interrupt the podcast and put that shit in. I'm very excited. So let's just wait for that <laughs> anyway. Um, so this is the quote from, from Joanne. And originally I wanted to like put this in front of you and have you read it, but it was just going to be such a crazy setup. So <laughs> this is what she has to say about this. I lift up the animal's tail, and I'm like, get down there and stick your nose near its bum. Bum. I guess she's English, so the, like, kind of southern accent was um, well, very northern of me. I mean, somebody <laughs> sniffing a beaver's ass, you know. <laughs> we all know. We feel like we know where this is going. But anyway, she says, <laughs> I lift up the animal's tail, and I'm like, get down there and stick your nose near its bum. Adding... People think I'm nuts. And I tell them, oh, but it's beavers. It smells really good. All right. Just cutting in here to tell you that this absolute gem of a human being, her name is Joanne Crawford. And I don't know where the N came from because I copy pasted this from a National Geographic article. So gremlins. Gremlins, everybody. Oh dear. This is when you know you're talking to like someone who lives and breathes wildlife because when they say shit like this, it just comes out and they have no idea. And they're like, what? What? And then immediately you see the, oh God, yeah. what did I just say? It's like, ma'am, you're on national television. Are you sure you don't want to rephrase that? Yeah, this is from no. a Nat Geo article. So she is <laughs> quoted. And I just want to say, Joanne, you, I love you. And yeah, you no. Just, don't ever stop being less like passionate about beavers. That's right. I, and their, I and their agree. smell. I love it. It's just I love to see people happy about what they love. There are heroes in this world and some of them get down and they smell animals' asses and they <laughs> figure out this know. shit. You gotta know. Smells are important. <laughs> she wasn't the first, apparently, because Because we knew. Yeah. Yeah. We'd been utilizing that shit for a long time, so probably yet another thing we stole from the Native Americans. <laughs> It makes sense. Like beavers exist here. You would notice as you're like, you know, using the beaver parts, taking the hides and they were really great coats and shit as they would be. They're waterproof mammals. Oh, have you ever felt a beaver pelt? I did. I got to uh, go through a um, like weird settler museum, but they had pelts to to pet. 
So in the auction house, it seems really morbid. <laughs> no, I mean that's a normal thing, like a like a touch portion of a nature museum. Yeah. yeah. Um, when I worked in the auction house forever ago, um, I used to actually don't kill me for this, but I used <laughs> to uh, be the buyer for the like fur coats portion of the auction, and I would I and not necess- I wouldn't buy them up all the time. I would help assist in the buying, but. It was my job to put together the auction, like, like order the lots to like the low end to the high end. So I learned a lot about like fur coats. Yeah. It'd be interesting. It was really interesting. It's it was like a work of anthropology. Yeah. I mean, I don't, of course, I've learned more about the business since then and it's really horrible, <laughs> but. <laughs> As business be. Yes. But, um. The shaved beaver pelts where they went in. Shaved? Yeah, so they I'm would sorry. shave off. Fucking with I am me? not, I promise you. So they would <laughs> shave off the silky part of the hair, and then underneath is kind of this like downy insular yeah. hair beneath. It was the softest shit ever. Like almost like down feathers on a duck. It was that makes sense. truly amazing. Um, so anyway, that's my shaved beaver story. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, if if you uh, ever have a chance to feel beaver fur again, just dig them fingers right underneath and feel how soft that under fur is. It is incredible. Yeah, and that's uh, that's also a line of advice for our, for our male listeners. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, don't have to advise the lesbians on this now, do we? <laughs> no, we don't. <laughs> Take it from me, guys. Get in there. <laughs> don't, don't be scared. Get in there. <laughs> okay, so that, yeah. Joanne, that was an amazing quote. Thank yes, you. it was, Joanne. Thank you. And in the headlines that I found, um, I don't know if anyone's old enough to remember headlines with Jay Leno. If you grow up with three oh, channels. Yes. If you were born, you grew up with three channels on that damn TV. You watched Jay Leno at night because what were your other fucking options? David Letterman? Ugh. Ew. In my oh. day, we only had three channels on after 9 p.m. I know. I feel like that, but it was really just because we were poor. No, I mean, There were more true. channels. We just didn't have them. Yeah, well, and then also, uh, in our day, uh, at a certain time at night, the, the channel would go, like... Oh, yeah. They would play the national anthem, and then it would be, like, those rainbow bars and a... Mm-hmm. Noise for, like, hours. Mm-hmm. It was crazy. I remember thinking it was very strange... Um, like, the first time I w- stayed up late enough that the TV went off, and it was just like, the whole world is off. That's exactly <laughs> it right. It felt really strange. It, it, that's exactly now right. Now the world never turns off, and that's really strange. I know, it is. Because I remember, like, when that would happen, I was like, well, guess I'm going to go to bed. Right, like, go to sleep. This is how Fight Club happened. <laughs> yeah. None of that was good. No. <laughs> I just did a... Christopher Walken. No. No. <laughs> I'm here all night, guys. I'm the lucky one. <laughs> I'm, I'm truly the blessed one. <laughs> all right, Heather. These, these are the headlines I found. Yes. Because, you know, in an age of headlines, let's just do that. Please. Especially about beaver butt. So is <gasps> beaver butt really used to flavor your dessert? Huffington Post. <laughs> Beaver butt emits goo used for vanilla flavoring. Nat Geo. <laughs> like National Geographic, literally. Like, you just 
Clickbait has always existed. That's my point. <laughs> yes, absolutely. Does your food contain beaver secretions? Mm. Snopes. <laughs> okay, wait a second. <laughs> See, now when I was thinking, I was like, are they using beaver butt because of its alliterative nature? Or are they going to use like beaver derriere or beaver ass in any of these highlights? No, they're putting it headlines. in there. No, no we're um, children. And then Snopes, of all things... Has the most refined headline here? Yeah. Okay. <laughs> Does your food contain beaver secretions? Well, we know you believe that 5G will blow up your brain, so <laughs> taking the bottom bottom rung here. I mean, nothing against Snopes, but Nat Geo, beaver butt. I mean, I would have expect secretion from them. I would expect certainly. secretions from National Geographic. Me too. Exactly. Yep, clickbait. That's right. I'm glad we're on the same page here. Sometimes I feel crazy <laughs> when I'm doing this. <laughs> <laughs> nope, right there with you. <laughs> so, luckily, uh, this is not actually found in a lot of foods. It's expensive and weird <laughs> extraction. Makes it better. Sorry, I'm going to start that it's over okay, again. It's okay, please. It's actually not found in a lot of foods. It's expensive, and its weird extraction makes it a better money move just to do regular vanilla or mm-hmm. raspberry. Okay. So, but, <laughs> I don't know why I thought that was so funny. I had to write it down. I'm sorry. <laughs> God, I apologize. Uh, it's found in some pretty fancy perfumes. Of course it is. Because uh, I don't know what it is. It's just like, who are these weird fragrance makers do they just get off knowing that women are dabbing themselves with with weird bodily secretions of animals you know i think that they know that the more expensive their ingredients the more they'll buy it yeah speaking of fight club it reminds me of like they're talking about the soap making the soap making and the the rich ladies buying their asses back (laughs) (laughs) yes have you ever seen the movie perfume the no. horror movie. It's a French film about a perfume, like a murderous perfume maker. No. Actually, like, pretty good. We should watch it. It's a strange premise. It's, uh, it. Yeah, it's, it's one of those really weird movies. I think it might be not holding up so well in That's some cool. ways. I but, like some terrible movies. Um, yeah, I remember being... Slightly disturbed after that one. I, I'm sure. Okay. I'm sure Chris has seen it. Disturbing perfume. Bring yes. it on. That's a new one. I feel like. I yeah. feel like a lot of them have the same thing. You're like, man, I'm just trying to find something different. <laughs> yeah. And I know you guys. Obviously, the podcast you do is about horrifying things. And yeah. Stuff like that. It's just like it's always a wealth of knowledge. Like, man, I thought I was a goth. Jesus Christ. <laughs> yeah. Y'all are the family from that from that the Adams meme. family <laughs> with the parents. Oh yeah, I like really, really just like clear cut looking people, and there's like all the kids just gothed out. Yeah, and black hair dye for days. That's their, yeah. their actual family. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so some of these these perfumes. Um, one of them, I'm gonna say this wrong. I haven't taken French since high school. Um, Amarade. Amarade, something like that, Uh, which when I looked it up was not expensive, so perhaps they don't actually use the beaver extract anymore. Okay. And then one, um, probably going to say this wrong, two also, um, Suir or Cuir de Russie. Uh, whose description says it's, quote-unquote, inspired by the luxurious and masculine scent of leather. 
which based on masculine the, yeah interesting leather. descriptor yeah for <laughs> for, for <fume>. leather <laughs> but yeah so it, it uh the the like the leathery scent in concentrations sure. Uh, might make sense that it that it still has that in there. Okay, yeah. And the description from NPR again, uh, this must contain a shit ton of the beaver gland juice because uh, it's got to be at high concentrates to get For to the, the leathery leather. smell. Right. Yes. Um, and if you look at the bottle, it has what looks to be kind of Romanov-era Russian swing dancing on the bottle. Hmm. So you know that's some good shit, eh? Yeah. And it's looking to be around two hundred dollars a bottle, so they might actually strangle some beavers for this. I'm not sure. How much? How many ounces do you got? Oh, I don't know that. That's I, okay. I don't. That's... I don't know how many ounces. It it didn't look to be like a giant bottle. No, I mean it was probably like something stupid. You know how stupid. it is with the good perfumes. They all come in the tiny bottles. Well, they come in like big bottles, but like the vessel inside is like an eighth of a size of the actual bottle. So you get this yeah, big, yeah. heavy glass thing that you could murder an intruder <laughs> with, but like a little bit of tiny perfume in there. It's very fresh, no? <laughs> oh, yes. Whole very whole. dramatic and fresh. <laughs> sorry. That's what Americans think France is like. I know. Yeah, you we murder do. I'm sorry. people with perfume bottles. I'm sorry. That's... I'm sorry. I didn't ask to grow up here. <laughs> I shouldn't have gone ha ha. That's very... It's very 1992 of me. <laughs> it's okay. We're white people. We make fun of other white people, That's right? true. You have a cigarette. Someone's got to bring someone down a notch. <laughs> I love someone the French. With Virginia Slims. Sorry, what? I said, I love the French. I love the French. <laughs> I said on one of the other episodes, I'm just like, I'm just going to pull straight up Ben Kissel and be like, we love our French listeners. We love them so much. I think that's what I was attempting to do. I was trying to Kissel right there. Yeah. Kissel up. <laughs> Did anyway. you just think of that? <laughs> Maybe. I don't know. I, I don't think I've thought of it before. Oh, my goodness. That was really good. <laughs> so the the, the, the Rusi one was from Chanel, actually, and because she allegedly had uh, an affair with Dimitri Pavlovich. Sounds good. Who is the Grand Duke and cousin of Tsar Nicholas II. Oh. Uh, he brought her around the art scene. Um, and Style Magazine kind of accuses her of culturally appropriating the Russians with this really? uh, perfume. Yeah. Um, because, you know, she's she's very French. And then the bottle, okay. she made it, she made, she made it like seem very, I don't know if this is the right words, honestly, but, like, she made it seem very ethnically Russian, so she just kind of, like, took that shit and was like, I'm gonna pocket that money. And hmm. uh, she also made a bunch of jewelry inspired by Imperial Russia, and if you know anything about Imperial Russia, don't, no, I don't think I have to tell you how uh, problematic that is. Absolutely, It's like, yeah. I made Nazi jewelry. I just think it's beautiful. And yeah. You're like, What? Uh, another story about the auction house. We oh had a, a pocket watch from from Tsar Nicholas. Interesting. In, in one of our auctions. So it was a it... gorgeous gold pocket watch with like a portrait of him painted on the inside of the case. Interesting. It was really cool. It's like from, from the era and everything or, or like just, just like old made after the fact? Uh, no, I think it was supposedly from the collection. From, like, that's, the palace? Yeah, that's that's what the story was. Damn. Uh, my uh, The owner of the company I worked for was less than credible at all times, so <laughs> <laughs> take that as you will. But, I mean, it was definitely of that era. Um, 
absolutely gorgeous portrait painted in this immaculate, like bejeweled watch. It's so like the Anastasia movie. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I would the listeners. I wouldn't be surprised if it if it was it could have been a commemorative thing from like right after, but I mean, the nature in which it was made and how how bejeweled it was, pretty expensive. Anyway, cool. I this this Man, cannot be the auction house hour. Like, <laughs> sorry. No, it's just it's just kind of a cool background that you have. It's yeah, just, like kind of goes everywhere. <laughs> I like that. I feel like everything you say, I'm going to be like, you know, at the auction house. <laughs> it's one time at the auction house. Yeah, <laughs> it was fine. Um, the only other um, perfume that I found seems to have mostly been popular in the '70s, which makes sense because. Beeves and smelling like bushy beeves is pretty popular then. Oh yes, according to my mom, it tells me way too much about the seventies. Oh, I'm sure. You know that that seems about right. <laughs> so right, like <laughs> that's what I know about like seventies soft rock. Just like oh yeah. Well, I mean, my parents were teenagers in the seventies too. So oh, yeah, you know. Just, get a lot of seventies back in the old days talks. You just know? picture tequila sunrises. Ooh. White dudes with long hair. Yeah. Weird sunglasses. But God do I love their pants. Why that they do have such good pants. Like everybody had such great pants in the seventies. I know, they really did. Should bring that back. I agree. Yeah. Yep. All right. Hashtag bring the seventies pants back. <laughs> Don't at me. Don't at me. I'm not on Twitter. I don't do Twittery things. That's where the president lives. Ew. Yeah, I'm on there too much. You do Twitter? I do. I I find out things earlier than most people do that are not on Twitter, but is that a good thing? I don't think so. <laughs> I get that. I get that now. I do. I really do. I don't know what to do with social media anymore. I really need to ramp up my, my social media stuff. I just feel bad at it. And I... It's tiresome. It's kind of tiresome, and it just feels super um, narcissistic. Well, and I, and I don't I, know. I mean... Post links to the articles and pictures of our dear friend. What was her name? We wouldn't be having a civil war in America soon if people clicked on links. I don't think people mm. click on links. But what if it's about beaver ass glands? If, will you promise me, listeners, that you will click on links for beaver ass glands? <laughs> Please? You should put the, the link inside that, right? a beaver asshole and you just put your pointer right there. Oh, that's great marketing. I think that's a good oh idea. My God. Can you be my marketing team? Sure. Can I hire you? Sweet. I have no money to pay you, but like, <laughs> that's okay. We're gonna work out. Some, we're comrade. I can use <laughs> my Twitter time to do marketing. It's perfect. <laughs> that's wonderful. So, um, actually, found some more weird things, and I'm just gonna open this up real quick uh, about. Just weird things that are in your cosmetics and food. And oh. I feel like, like especially in the last episode about thinness, I kind of like half-assed mentioned potassium bromate being like in your food. I think it's a preservative. I'm not sure. Don't quote okay. me on that. But um, I remember looking at a box of Pop-Tarts and noticing that it was in there and being like, oh, you know, I don't even know what that is. That sounds caustic uh, it's as a fuck. <laughs> yeah, it sounds caustic. Yeah, it, like, it, it's just, <laughs> I don't know, we blame... 
we like I don't know the whole vaccine thing drives me crazy. People being upset about that is like it's. I feel like it's way more likely that it's because we've allowed toxic dumping everywhere and in weird chemicals and food for so long. But like, yeah. don't quote me on that. Like that is my opinion. That is not a scientific fact. Please look into it yourself. But, but anyway, it's just like. Um, it's one of those things where you don't know what's in your food sometimes. You're like, no. I just, God damn it, I just, I just want you some food. Right. Can, can you not put, like, like ammonia is used uh, to, um, so, like, meat, like, cheap meat at uh, fast food restaurants has filler in it. And the filler is, like, weird cuts of meat and other stuff with, um, that's been processed and, and cleaned with ammonia and then it's in your food, and like I don't think oh, most people really know that. That's really bad. Um, like every vegan on the face of the earth will tell you that. Of course. But re- like everybody else doesn't know that, and like you well, don't. Most people don't want to eat that shit. No, you shouldn't be using those processes. Yeah. A, but, I mean, it's it's amazing to me that they're able to do that. Yeah, it just it's it's um and one thing I'd like to do an episode on risk management and I know that yeah. sounds stupid and boring, no. <laughs> but one thing I've noticed is is that, it, and in it it kind of talks about uh, risk perception and like you you know you're way more likely to to um, maybe stop smoking and know how smoking is bad for you and stuff mm-hmm. but you also get a lot of carcinogens from eating um like charred red meat and sure, stuff like, like that. barbecued uh, brisket and shit like that yeah and you're yeah. way more likely to be like oh no cigarettes kill me than you sure. are to and then like flip your steak you know yeah so it's certainly um, and like cigarettes really are way more likely oh, to kill horrible. you for sure yes but we don't really consider Things like that. So so anyway, this is just like stuff that makes it in your food and we should all think about the things that make it into our food and whether or not we Absolutely. actually want that. And then think about like my please look up um, TEDx's out of Denver videos for today. Um, my friend Sophia is is had done a presentation on this along with a bunch of other fabulous women. October 10th. October 10th. Thank you for looking that up. You're welcome. Um, and a lot of it has to do with environmental justice. And, and it's it's um, so it's, not, it's like not just about cost. And um, we determine cost in the form of dollars a lot of the time and not in forms of human life. And that doesn't make kind of any sense or um, like seem very moral to me. But one thing that that she brought up and a couple of other presenters brought up also is that you have to change what the default is. And that it's not like, oh, these these places should be allowed to use these chemicals and do filler and stuff like that. And you should just choose not to buy those things. It's like, no, like you might be forced into an income category where the cheapest is what you is your only option yeah. and you shouldn't be poisoned in your food just because you're poor no that's very true it's like everyone should have access to to good stuff to organics to, absolutely you know the i don't personally think that it should be the default of things it it should no. be it should be the other way around. I agree. Yeah, we like should just be natural. subsidizing it the other way. So anyway, uh, so, something for the listeners to think about. But uh, this is... Yeah, sorry. just want to go back to yeah. the ammonia thing real quick. <laughs> I just learned something about this the other day. 
I don't know if you've ever listened to Kate, Caitlin Doty speak. She's a um, she's a mortician, and she does a lot of uh, she does TEDx, and she also uh, has like a YouTube channel where she answers hard questions about death and okay, cool. her industry. Sounds amazing. It's really great. I love her. She's really funny and really just honest in her presentations. But she was talking about like how she does natural burials where she doesn't do embalming or anything That's like amazing, that. amazing because I want that. Yeah, I do too. And she was talking about um, how the ammonia and the embalming um, fluid actually has been known to cause a lot of problems in morticians that do regular embalmings oh yeah uh, causing cancers and things like that that makes perfect sense yeah um when we used formaldehyde and stuff like that in the bio lab yeah um our teacher was like yeah you can you can become allergic to this over time right and after you know several exposures you get really sick off of it right so it's just knowing that like danger an occupational hazard of ammonia alone and that they're washing our meats in that shit and we're consuming it. Yeah. Oh boy. Yeah. I have no idea why great. colon cancer is so fucking common. <laughs> like, yeah. Wow. <laughs> yeah, I have no idea why we have just like, you know, tripled the rate of several of these diseases. Yeah. Just like, oh, that... Yeah. Yeah. Anyway, sorry to sidetrack, but that was just. No, it's absolutely true. I feel like we, we place blame on individuals a lot when it's just like, no. These companies who do these these things and they do this really bullshit risk management mm-hmm. um, about, you know, who they think this is going to affect. Right. They, they, they need to stop. They need to be made to stop. Certainly. Like, <laughs> I had no idea that they did that. And that's really concerning because I'm a carnivore for sure. And I don't want to hear that shit. Yeah. <laughs> it's horrible. Buy as local as you can. Yeah. And that is, you know, like the best for the environment, like um, go to my local, local agriculture and those like usually you could if you're buying local, they're usually organic farms and yeah, stuff like that. Certainly. Like they're they're on their own for a reason. OK, well, and it's good to buy that stuff. It's also so tasty. It really is. The um, like we have a butcher shop up the street and they do all local stuff. And I I think I've probably eaten grocery store meat my entire life, and I didn't understand the quality difference. It's and it's it blew huge. my fucking mind. Yeah, yeah. We have a really great butcher near our house. Um, and yeah. yeah, even something as simple as like a ribeye steak. Yeah, just everybody needs insane. to eat more plant based stuff. And then if True. you get your meat local, you're not you know you're not contributing in the same way as if you're buying beef from Argentina. You know, right. which I'm not saying, like, it's not their fault or whatever. It's just no. how capitalism has well, yeah, drawn I mean, it's, it's got to get from there to here, and how they do that is probably yeah. not something we want to think about too much. Yeah, but if you can just eat, like, a lamb from Boulder, that's yeah. that's much better. Yeah, or certainly. Or a cow from Boulder. You guys don't understand. Boulder is, like, everyone is an organic farmer in Boulder. <laughs> <laughs> Everyone makes organic honey in Boulder. It's, I just it's met one yesterday. Place. <laughs> no, I didn't. <laughs> okay, so these are 14 non-vegan ingredients to look out for in makeup and beauty products. 
And uh, I'm not a vegan or a vegetarian, but I think this is very important. We could all use less animal products um, if you're a fan of cosmetics and stuff. Um, one of my favorite lip glosses is Crucifix by Kat Von D, and it's vegan. And it's oh, amazing. It's, yeah. it's the color I was wearing earlier. I think it's off because we ate. Yeah, no, I, no, I was noticing. It was very pretty. Like, I but love she it. does all vegan stuff, yeah, doesn't she? Yeah, it's all she? vegan stuff. Yeah. So it's not like any of this weird shit needs to be in there. That's what I'm throwing okay. out to you. Oh, shit. Here we go. Okay. So um, I think I think people have probably heard the word lanolin, <laughs> especially if you've ever seen, what was it, Anchorman? Lanolin? Lanolin, like sheep's wool? I've never you know? seen um, it's It's um. It's derived from from uh, sheep's wool, and it's in uh, balms and uh, sticks and glosses and things like that. There are synthetic uh, plant-based replacements for that. So just like check your products. If you're um, if you think that's icky or you're a vegan, you might want to be uh, wary of that. I personally just think it's strange. Yeah, it's odd. I'm just wondering, like, how do they squeeze the lanolin? Are out there of special the... properties to this? That's because... weird. How do you how do you extract something like that from like a fiber? That's strange. I don't know. I wonder if it's like um, like we have uh, oil, like skin oh, sure, oil. Like sure. it's, maybe it's like that something. Yeah. Anyway, not for sure. But if you if that grosses you out, maybe don't do that. Yeah. <laughs> Look for that. It's good to know. Uh, I didn't know this. I thought shellac was just like a word for uh, like glossing something. I know this. <laughs> no, it's uh, it's from shellac bugs. Hundreds mm-hmm. of thousands of these insects are killed to create small amounts of this product. Oh no! I know. So I'm killing our little bug guys. Uh, I and- used it on a inside of a Halloween mask I made because I didn't want to be breathing in like bad fumes. So I used the shellac, but. I don't know. Oh, I knew it was made out of of bug, but I didn't. I didn't. Yeah, I didn't understand. Know. They had to kill so many of them. Aww. I just thought it was a weird verb, like <laughs> taken from folk speak. We're going to shellac this. Yeah, no, it's from the shellac bug, and they murdered them. Oh no! <laughs> I'm sorry, bugs. I've only used it once, so. Yeah, I've I <laughs> didn't know it was real until reading this article. So you know. Again, part of the show. If you want to make fun of someone for believing this stupid shit, make fun of me. Um, and the next one is glycerin, which comes from animal fats and is used as soaps and hair care and makeup and moisturizers. There's also vegetable glycerin, so just be aware of that. Um, I want to make sure that we ex- like. We want to exclude uh, indigenous communities from like these kind of mandates that we put on our modern society because they they use things from the earth and they have for thousands of years. And what they're doing is not the same thing as what companies do when they basically like mine the earth and forests for these things. It's just not the same thing. So I do want to throw that out. It's just like let people be. Um, We are always more at the corporations. Like that's just where you want to drive that home. Yeah, certainly. Um, so casein or casein sodium caseinate. Caseinate. Okay. Casinate maybe? Casinate. Something like that. Yeah. It sounds familiar. It's from cow's milk and it's in conditioning products. And of course it's also available in plant-based stuff. I don't know. Um, 
I guess I've used yogurt face masks and that doesn't that doesn't bother me so much. The other things they've come up with on here, I'm just like, who figured that out? Now I'm wondering if that's like a byproduct of like regular dairy processing or if they have to process it in a certain way to get that. Yeah. I'd be interested to know that. Yeah, I would too. So um there is something called I'm probably gonna say this wrong, squalene or squalene. It's a chemical extracted from shark liver oil. Commonly used in lip balm, deodorants, and moisturizers, among other products. Oh, no. It's considered a powerful ingredient in anti-aging properties. And if I have anybody who's, you know, ever interested in the conservation of the ocean, um, anyone I've ever talked to, and myself included, uh, know that sharks have had some horrible atrocities committed on them for no reasons. It's... Man, I hate to say it, but blame fucking Jaws. I know. It's, it's like, what a great film, but man, it just just captured the imaginations and nightmares of everyone. And Yeah, like, misunderstood. Yeah, they really misunderstood are. Misunderstood bitey boys. Well, not only that, and they, you know, of course, shark fin soup. They get their fins cut yeah. off and thrown back in and just basically left for dead. And cartilage so cut off and used sad. for different um, homeopathic medicines and things like that. Aww, like, I don't babies. have a problem with homeopathic medicines, but we can't, um, in modern times, we can't, like, industrially mine those things from the earth. It doesn't work that way. You know, you're created in balance. Those poor babies. You know, poor shark babies. I, I, yeah. Um... Animal hair can also be found in brushes, and that's, I don't know, that's a little serial killery of us. I also feel like fried chicken is a little serial killery because you, like, cut up this adult, and then you batter it, and it's unborn young, and then you, you fry it, and you eat it. But it's so It's so good. good. I'm not going to lie. I know, but it is but weird. It, it is, is a weird. strange process. Like, you, like, animal hair brushes, I get that it's been a thing for forever. Yeah. But I don't want to think about a dead animal from my face when I put my makeup hmm. on. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, I guess I don't think about it that much. And that's, that's the condition of living in the now, I guess. I think it was because a long time ago, one of my uh, former friends who was really into makeup, I honestly, I think it just got too hot. And she was just like, it's disgusting. <laughs> like, had a real moment about it. Like, you know, she's she's kind of right. And she's she, really not like this. She could be rubbing beaver ass all over her face and she had no idea. The things they've used beavers for are weirder than that. We've already covered it. Yeah. <laughs> so the, the red colorant often in lipstick, blushes, and nail polish uh, is derived from insects. It's crushed and the color is extracted. Tens of thousands of creatures killed to produce uh, a few grams of dye, and that is called carmine, a.k.a. cochineal. So, interesting. Keep that in mind. Um, Regular bug massacre on this list. Crusty bugs in it. That's that's interesting. <laughs> uh, collagen. I think we're all pretty familiar with collagen. Like it, yeah, it, I think so. You can uh, you can get soy based collagen if if that's what you want um also eating you know gelatin and stuff like that is also from is largely from animal products um i actually here's a here's a fun tip i found uh collagen plant-based collagen supplements on sale at ross oh so if you're into that shit 
check that out. I'm a little scared. <laughs> it's the same. It's just like the markdown shit. Oh, you know, okay. They're a, they're like TJ Maxx. They're like a uh, yeah, surplus. Yeah, of, yeah. Yeah, Ben store. de Ross. They just. It's weird. It looks like Wish in there. Yeah, it does. But then yeah. they actually have name brand shit in the mute. Yeah. The, makeup stuff and i haven't been in ages so it's probably a lot different than what i remember yeah there's i mean this doesn't exist in rural iowa so i'm just always like (laughs) ooh, a store it's just (laughs) (laughs) it's still all very new for me i'm just a just a country gal (laughs) i don't really have a problem with beeswax um no my friends raise bees uh the woman who gave the the ted talk she raises bees and you can use all of that stuff, and then, like, the bees don't really actually care. No. I'm going to get added by some vegans for that. Uh-oh. Like, I'm sorry. I, I'm sorry. <laughs> okay, I guess that was the last one there. Uh, I had one more. It's a lot of bug products. That's, that's A lot of bugs. Yeah. I didn't know, like, it, I didn't know we used bugs like that. Yeah, I didn't know all of those, certainly. It's interesting. Our little, our little uh, armored friends. Our little armored friends. Yeah, I've always loved bugs. I, I have too. There, there was another thing um, with. I don't know if this is real. If some, if this was like people getting a little too uh, sarcastic to the point where no one knew what they were talking about, or no, like knew if they were being real or not. Right. But it was about. Um, it was these people claiming to be like vegan animal rights activists and talking about how bees are ground up into a batter and then and then honey is extracted from their bodies in this way what? and like i know beekeepers now i'm like that is not how that works that's not how that works at all <laughs> what yeah and it turns out if you just leave them to their honey devices they'll uh they'll basically gorge themselves to death <laughs> That sounds kind of like the argument, like, well, like like the the childhood argument, like, if you pee in a girl's vagina, that's how you get her pregnant, sort of (laughs) fucking fact, you know, like. Yeah, that's a biological fact. (laughs) Yeah. Take that to the bank. Jesus Christ. That's really dumb. I I love that. (laughs) You know, it's funny that you bring that up. There, I read an article not too long ago about, um... Uh, a GOP senator's aide who who quit her job base and 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 wrote this uh, article about how you know she staunchly believed she was a Republican yeah. for all this time and then she kept having these moments where she realized that the men doing these governing things didn't know what they were talking about uh-huh. and one of the ways that it came up time and again was them talking about like like one of them was um, the tampon taxes uh tampons are taxes were taxed as a luxury yeah. item and she yep. was trying to explain that like well, it's, it's kind involuntary. of not, and as a republican like i don't actually agree with like taxes in that way sure and they're just like no it's it should be because like they can hold it yes yeah yep. and it's just like the fact that he doesn't even know that we can't hold it is amazing it's alarming how many people think yeah, that like, you govern humans and you don't know how humans yes that is, that is the problem that is one of the problems i should say yeah. yeah i i just like isn't isn't health class like mandatory in this country and has been for my health class ages? was 
health class. Oh, it's <laughs> not a lot of reproductive. It was it was mostly this um woman who wasn't allowed to cut her hair wear pants tell us about how if we had sex one time out of marriage we were gonna get AIDS and die. That was the majority of my high school sex ed class. I'm so sorry. <laughs> That's horrible. Can imagine is is Florida any better? I mean, yeah. I know Florida's like known for you know, I mean, being even, ridiculous. Even like, Wisconsin. I mean, I remember like my first sex ed class. I was still living up there and it was pretty informative. Um, and then when I moved down to Florida, I remember in sixth or seventh grade, you know, getting the STDs portion of the the class. So, I mean, definitely got the rundown. Now, my mom was always really ab- adamant about like telling me. Early on, before class, like, even came along. I learned about all this really early. So maybe I was just ahead of that curve in that respect and never really noticed the ineptitude if it was going on in the classroom. But from what I remember, it was pretty educational. I remember getting, like, the diagrams and, you know, just learning logically about reproduction. That is wonderful. I want that for the world. I really do. Yeah, they should all have it. Yeah, boys and girls growing up. It should never, you know, it should never just be an accident. Like you, you, you get to know and choose now. We don't have to live in the dark. Just silly, you know. It's horrifying to hear that that was your experience because I I thought that was. Yeah, we're going to do a show about it. Oh, yeah. We're going to do a show about some of the more ridiculous things that even some of my friends have said that their their sex ed classes went over. And my God. Yeah, mine was uh, 10th grade. We talked about... 10th grade? 10th grade, and we talked about... Um, that's literally all it was. Like, this woman brought us in for a slideshow about STDs. She showed us pictures of mangled genitalia and told us not to have sex before we got married, and that was pretty much it. Fucking sex ed was way over by 10th grade for us. Like, I think the last sex ed class I has had was in 7th grade, and that was it. Wow. That, that was, you had already had a few years of that before then. Um, so We wonder why the world is overpopulated. Jesus H. Christ, man. And Yeah, and every environmental science textbook you will ever have, and, you, and watch the new David Attenborough thing because he says it too. You wanna you wanna make population, you know, not out of control and and not a, a crazy thing we have to deal with. And you don't want to be fascists about it. All you really gotta do is give all girls and women everywhere access to education and family planning, and the problem takes care of its fucking self. Yeah, yeah. Like, you, like obviously, you've got to have support systems for those systems as well. But that right. is like that's all you need. It's not harder than that. No. No. You don't have to, like... If you know, then like, you'll make decisions have and form stringent decisions. rules and, like, one-child things. Like, we don't actually have to do that at all. Jesus fucking Christ. What is this world, people? Yeah, what is this world? And I've heard more than one environmental activist talk about, you know, like, population is a problem. So maybe keep that in your, your back belts there. Uh, yeah. Gays, stay out of women's business. For the environment, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. if anything else, other than it's like not your business, but like for, do it for the earth. Yeah, yeah, I I say that through gritted teeth because it should 
It was really none of your fucking business. It's just really but none of your fucking business. If you need a motivator, then in the environment, I guess. How can the same party that's like we hate big government also be like we want the government to be in your womb? Mm-mm. Someone explain that to me. Anyway, <laughs> <laughs> anyway, uh, why do why do I keep doing these these little funny shows? I want to explain that a little bit. Um, spiders and beaver butt flavoring. Why? Why do we do this? <laughs> Up until recently, I thought things like this were kind of relatively harmless. Yeah. Like white lies, you know. Um, just kind of funny things we, we look back on and we're like, ha, ha, ha. I can't believe I believed that. Yeah. Uh, what does it matter if I believe that I ate uh, candy that was flavored with a beaver butt? Who cares? Who <laughs> gives shit, right? Uh, then I started thinking about how in all these years... I never looked it up, and I probably avoided candy goodness subconsciously by always choosing watermelon instead. And how many other times has this happened? For what other reasons? Yeah. And what if it was more important than candy? Like, uh, we live in times where we all have to examine modern culture wherever we are for racism, sexism, and classism, and so on. And something to keep in mind for, like, my... Like my own and anyone else doing self-examination is, you know, why didn't I look that up before I made it part of my subconscious reasoning? Right. Like I, I, That's a good point. Went about avoiding some delicious candy for no real reason. Yeah. Like, what else did I do? <laughs> yeah, definitely. So if you like the show, uh, dear listener, I'd like to start a new segment with you. Um, listener lies. I don't know if you like oh, that title. That's Go. good. Uh, have you figured out anything that you feel others might benefit from? Um, right. we we will listen, like do it on the show. Um, talk talk about it. Uh, and and I would love to do like some some correspondence with with anybody who feels like you know I hashed this out, right? And I and I did the research and I know and it's just like. It's kind of like this. So, like, let me know. Yeah. Because I know I'm not the only one out here going, screaming, this is bullshit all the time. So would they email you or DM you about that? Yeah, uh, you can do that on Facebook. I am Emily SB on Facebook. If you want to follow me on Facebook, I don't do a lot. But you can message me through there. Uh, you can also email us at um, everydayliespod, everydayliespodcast at gmail.com. That's awesome. Yeah, that's a, a great idea to have like a listener's segment on yeah. your show. I'd really like to know, uh, you know, what everyone else has kind yeah. of gone through. We can all learn from each other, too, because, yeah, we I mean, those other. weird facts that affect us so greatly, like the beaver ass, for instance. I mean, <laughs> God, I have I can't I truly have told so many people about that since you brought that to my attention. <laughs> I'm so glad. <laughs> and I can't imagine how many of those things everybody has that just that one thing that just sticks in their mind, that one little fact that they throw around to everybody else that, you know, most of the rest of us don't know. So that's yeah. truly interesting to learn. Yeah, I, I would I would really like to know. I would, I would I'd like to know like Please take me as your awkward, your awkward huckleberry um, and, and send it in and I will enact it in my weirdest way. And I will stand in a corner and yell or something. I don't know. I don't know. At least bring it up in conversation. I really That's appreciate guaranteed. that people put up with my show. <laughs> 
And before I want to go, um, before we go, I want to offer some clarifications based on listener feedback from previous episodes. Uh, I've mostly, so for the last episode with Hannah, I want to clarify that I've mostly battled uh, my own internalized depression on the, on the issue of thinness and fat phobia. And I've not actually experienced the systematic oppression that Hannah and others have simply from being alive in a bigger body. And I was unsure uh, if I had insinuated otherwise. I get on this microphone and my mind goes blank and I'm transported to another dimension. Um, I'm sure my, any of my listeners with chronic anxiety know what I'm talking about. Yeah. Uh, so I, I just want to show Hannah all the support that I can because I believe what she's doing is really important. So uh, please listen to our last episode, episode six, uh, on that, and you'll know what I mean. Um, another one from episode one. I really want to clarify that I, I grew up rural, and I feel like two of the bi- biggest distractions from fixing climate change is the Democrat-Republican culture war that rural and that rural people often vote Republican because they feel like they believe that represents their interests. And then they get screwed over. Yeah. And I have nothing against those people because, you know, I'm that people. And I used to believe that, too. Um, and another in, uh, episode before last uh, about food stamps, I mentioned that food stamps actually don't hurt the economy. But I meant to mention that it's also a stimulus to the economy, estimated by the USDA. Uh, quote, recent ERS, which is Economic Research Service analysis, finds that during a slowing economy, $1 billion in new SNAP benefits would lead to an increase of $1.54 billion in gross domestic product. That's 54% above and beyond new benefits. So uh, that's just a few clarifications for some episodes in the past. I hope you have a chance to listen to and um, bear with me as I get better at this and you know, try <laughs> to get, get all my facts in a line a little better. And if you have anything you would like to add, I am always looking for feedback. So thank you all for listening and supporting as I get better at hosting. You can find me at Emily Siebold or Emily SB on Facebook. Uh, you c- we also have a Facebook page, Everyday Lies. Uh, everything gets uploaded to the pages, um, episodes and such, so you can listen. So whatever social media you use, you can follow us on there. Um, we'll be doing TikTok soon, and I, I, um, that'll be fun because I don't know what I'm doing. Wow. <laughs> Wow, gonna try that's a big out. step. <laughs> gonna try it out. I feel like all the other ones are kind of dying, right? I guess so. I'm, I'm, I'm not downloaded TikTok yet, so I'm. I've I mean, I like to watch the it. kids make their TikToks on YouTube, <laughs> but, um, yeah, I found some great stuff. There's a, there's a, there's some urban foragers that oh. I follow that are really interesting. That's cool. Um. Shout out to Native TikTok, which is super fucking okay. cool. I have never, I'd never heard Inuit throat singing before, and it was amazing. Oh, cool. It was amazing. Is it the one where they have like the overtones going on? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And they're like matched up in, 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 um, I don't know, I don't know, musical, you're a musical family, like yeah. beats and, and it all matches up in this certain way. It's like they're, they're like an entire electronic band, but it's like yeah, two ladies. It's incredible. <laughs> yeah. It's yes, pretty I think cool. I've seen. I think I've seen those two ladies before. 
Yeah, it's like uh, one of them that I like is this girl and her mom, and they're so cute, oh. and they're, they're so cool. It sounds, I don't know, like like electronic beats is what yeah. it sounds like. I don't yeah, know how to put it wild. another way. It's really cool. Yeah. Uh, so we'll be doing that soon, and and um, let's uh, what what are your handles uh, for uh, under the podcast? Uh, Blah. Yeah, I know under things the, under the pendulum podcast and then also you're kind of already a podcasting bad bitch what are the oh, other yeah, things yeah. that you do <laughs> I do narrations on different podcasts mostly horror because I'm a horror slut <laughs> but <laughs> horror horrors. yes we are <laughs> um so I you can find my narrations on the creepy podcast uh tales to terrify I got a couple on pseudopod and then on the Chilling Tales for Dark Nights YouTube channel, I, I got several over there as well. So, yeah. Yep. Always, always pumping them out. Awesome. Yeah. I'm, I'm such a noob in comparison. Yeah. I am the grasshopper. <laughs> yeah. We're all new at this, uh, this kind of back and forth podcasting. Narration's a completely different animal. Yeah. I'm glad yeah. we're, we're, I'm kind of glad we're risking it and being in the same room. Because, yeah. <laughs> man, the editing that goes along with, with the, the long oh, distance. Yeah. Good God. Yeah, definitely. I'm sure it's it's a nightmare. Support all your to indie podcasts because in this time of COVID, we are so, so edit heavy. Yeah. Oh, editing's just a nightmare anyway, even with narration. So tedious. Yeah. Like for a 30 finished minute piece, it's like six to eight hours of editing. Yeah. Probably because I fuck up so much, but, you know. (laughs) (laughs) Ah, Who doesn't? I've just kind of, like, I either, like, edit every time I say like. You know what I mean? Oh, yes. Or I just got to kind of go with it. You got to let it go, yeah. And just hope you all like me. Like like it. (laughs) Yeah. Sorry. We're always trying to get better at, like, things. Definitely. Things like likes and ums. and Yeah, yeah. same here. I noticed that in the last few, and I'm like, Jesus Christ, I sound like a valley girl. Like, what's going on? (laughs) Yeah. I just said like again. (laughs) When Sophia did her TED Talk, she's like, I was clocked at four ums. Aw. (laughs) I think that's a little more type A than I want to go about it, but yeah. Yeah, for sure. Clocked (laughs) it. Clocked at like 72 ums. I don't want to think about it. Yes. (laughs) Thankfully, editing. That's right. You don't have to look at my face. It's not even weird when I don't say um. <laughs> All right, and now the theme song. <laughs> 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 Thank <laughs> you.